0: How do you do when the rain gets under your skin? Leaking tadpoles like it's a whim. And what do you say when it's all gone sideways and fools? And your heart won't beat with the rules. Little backing like a shoot on the path. You're pushing past these boulders pushing past these
1: boulders. Welcome to the Bridge to Branches podcast. You and your entirety are welcome here, no matter who you are, where you're from, or what you've been through. On the Bridge to Branches podcast, we believe every mental health experience is valid and has power. If you are tending to your mental health, you are smart and brave. If life is a tree, mental health is the bridge from the roots to the branches, connecting where we've been and what we've been through to its impact on the world, spanning outwards. Mental health is the bridge to your destiny in this world. Join us in talking about it. Content warning for this episode. In this episode, we discuss trauma, abuse, the supernatural and working with the mind in unconventional ways, which may be triggering for some. Hi, everyone. This is Alex. I hope you're all doing well. Joining us today for a conversation on mental health, consciousness, and healing is James Wolfe Irawe Mendoza. James describes himself as a multi dimensional medicine being. He identifies as a native sage and as extrasensory and as of mixed indigenous descent. His native ancestry is rooted in mysticism, animism and shamanism. James works heavily with revealing through understanding the expansive ways to experience inner awareness, clarity and holism of the spirit. He offers further understanding to any challenges one may be experiencing currently that are physical, mental, or emotional in origin and beyond. The results bring about monumental expansive awareness and higher levels of consciousness within each person he works with, and the natural byproduct equates to a higher degree of a holistic life experience. James lives for this extremely important purpose and for understanding and experiencing holism himself. He has committed his life to it, and his multidimensional medicine gifts and extrasensory abilities and offerings are here to serve you, the collective, through a dynamic agreement. We hope you enjoy Episode 7.
2: Before we get started, can I ask your um, preferred pronouns?
3: you mean like what do you mean by that specifically um
2: yeah so the way that you identify in terms of gender like he him they there's
3: oh yeah just male okay
2: <laughs> um okay so to start out uh i'm curious how you would what your kind of definition is of mental health and how you relate to mental health
3: in general? My definition of mental health? I don't even think I've ever thought about defining it. I just have my life experience and then, you know, helping others through my life experience of what's been beneficial for me in relation to, like, overall health. Um... So, like, mental health is just, I think it's, I don't know, it's kind of a confusing question to someone like me. <laughs> um,
2: do you, re- how do you relate to, like, maybe a better question is, like, how do you relate to it? I shouldn't ask, like, how to define it, I guess. Like, how do you relate to mental health?
3: I relate to the mind.
4: Um as
3: a body in and of itself that's like part of my collective body. Um, So I can like utilize it as a tool or it can um, become like a big area of my own suffering And Mm -hmm. and then the suffering of others because I'm projecting that into the world. And so because I believe... Um, in oneness Um, but only to the degree that we've gone um, into oneness and like the depth of what we've gone into oneness because currently what I see people define as oneness is like an individual enlightenment. But in order to be truly enlightened, everyone has to be awake and be free of pain and suffering because we are everyone um so Mm -hmm. i think that's like kind of the best way i can describe my personal belief and and um, sort of relationship with the mind
2: completely Mm
0: -hmm. um
2: so kind of like and you would describe my next question was going to be around mental illness but it sounds like maybe if you if kind of one person is experiencing an illness or like a malady of some sort because we are of kind of a collective consciousness, then we all experience that malady.
3: Yeah, or... yeah, in true oneness like your you know, just dis, distress is my distress. If right. that makes sense. Yeah.
4: Completely completely so
3: because I'm going personally I'm going towards true oneness. It's why I have the life I live. It's like my purpose is to. It's my uh, mentor and friend and teacher of mine that I love dearly, Teal Swan, um, has a great video, um, and it's titled "Secondary Enlightenment," I believe. So it really covers this in depth, but it's like something I'm very like like aligned with or aware of, and 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 going towards is like helping everyone so that we all actually have oneness and also helping myself, and realizing that fragmentation shows up within the conscious, like our consciousness and also outside of us, which is like the third dimension, which is like the physical experience that we're having as humans.
2: In case anybody listening in um, doesn't quite know what that means, can you kind of talk about that a little bit more?
3: Sure. The way that I see and believe fragmentation and understand fragmentation, like how I understand fragmentation, is that um, source consciousness um, has like a, a conscious and subconscious, just like us. And that at some point it accessed the thought that it split itself. And then it kept splitting, and then it kept splitting, and then it kept splitting, and pretty soon, you know, it we're to this place, and we're so like far from that original point of um, fragmentation that came from the thought that now we have, you know, I- individual experiences, or um, yeah, individuated experiences where we have our own lives and families um, that are like kind of like a little ecosystem or like a mini model of the whole. And even our own being is a like miniature model of the whole. So that's why we ourselves are fragmented and we have like multiple parts or perspectives. Like one day we feel like, you know, we're the daughter and the next day we feel like we're, you know, somebody else or something else. And like this is a, Does that make sense?
2: It does. So just to clarify, are you saying that each individual kind of as being a representation or a micro version of the whole has Mm. kind of a neurosis and a wisdom that split from, like originally we were, like everything was one, but we split. Mm. And being like micro versions of the whole, um, kind of we split into two, uh, the neurosis and the wisdom and continue to split more and more and more. I know you're going to use the terms neurosis and wisdom, but that's kind of how I...
3: Yeah, can you it can explain what that means? Um, yeah,
2: like I would say like there's a neurosis and a wisdom to everything, like every astrological sign, every, you know, um, Buddha family, every mm. every representation of consciousness has kind of like a, a, a dark and a light. Um,
3: yeah, that, that seems more... Um... Like uh, like precise to I me, mean, the dark and light or shadow and light. Okay. But like neurosis, uh, it's like to me it tends to like say that there's something wrong. It's almost like a like I guess if I look up the definition, it a uh, mild mental illness not caused by organic disease involving symptoms of stress depression, anxiety, type of behavior, hypochondria, but not a radical loss of touch with reality. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I just, I guess I don't, I don't see it, um, like I don't, I can't like perceive that there's something wrong when someone's in these states. I just, like not wrong in the sense of like morality or like, um, I just kind of see it more as like, What's beneficial and what's detrimental, but not like as if like, they're broken or something's wrong with them. I feel like they're working perfectly, but like the like, signals or symbols are there to help them just kind of be in a more of a balanced
2: state. I can see why that wouldn't just be an issue of semantics. Um, I think beneficial yeah. and detriment probably are better terms. For me, they've
3: just been more like precise, I guess. Right, right.
2: Yeah, that, makes, that does make sense. So I guess I want to ask you a question about kind of your own personal experience with your mind, and um, how it's kind of led you to where you are, where which we can get to as well. And I'm excited to kind of go into, but um, okay. what kind of like troubles or maybe detriment, if we want to use that word, have you come to in your own experience um, with your own mind? And was there ever a time that you were like? exceptionally lost or in a low place or what someone, you know, from a -hmm. different standpoint might consider, like having a mental health issue or crisis?
3: Um, Personally, it shows up as, like, um, byproducts of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And, like, anxiety um, tends to, like, hook itself and hinge itself to thoughts. And if you're someone that's like really sensitive, like on the really high sensitive spectrum or even extrasensory like myself, you have access to a lot more thoughts. And so, yeah, like, because also I am a being that goes towards integration and expansion within those journeys, there can be a lot of intrusive thoughts so, for me, like it's dominantly been intrusive thoughts that um I would consider like challenging places that I've traveled um and do travel still
2: definitely um, that makes sense, yeah I can relate to a lot of um of that explanation with intrusive thought, yeah,
3: yeah, that's yeah. dominantly been. My mental or mind experience, I guess
2: thank you for sharing that um so Welcome. how have you how did you kind of like find yourself onto the path that you're on today in terms of doing the work that you do and helping folks kind of discover their gifts?
4: I had a really
3: challenging life um I'm 45 now, and so up until I was about 39, my life was um, like level 10 challenging, uh, scale one to 10. I was born into um, a family system that um, one way that I heard it described really well because uh, I, I use the gene keys. Um, Richard Red graded the system as kind of like a like a like how they use the zodiac, you know, to kinda of like show you like who you are and that kind of stuff.
2: Right, life, like related
3: life purpose. To like human design. design a little bit. Yeah, something like that, yeah. So I really love his system and um when I was reflecting on like uh the diagnostics I got from his system or the explanations that he um, unfolded to me through his system, it described like my entry here as kind of like a computer that comes in with corruption, with corrupted files, hmm. and um, like of course we as humans will you know can make our mind can make it mean that that means there's something wrong with us. Mm-hmm but if you look at it in the sense of like the journey of healing and then becoming someone that can help others like it's the perfect map to experience which is something that we need in in this lifetime as humans to be able to share and guide others through their own experiences that are um, have a lot of the same frequencies and so, um, yeah, my first 39 years were riddled with like every abuse you could think of. Um, level 10s, highest levels of abuse. Um, a lot of emotional neglect, and, and um, it was just not a good time. I didn't have a very good time <laughs> uh, up until then. And uh, it led me to understanding more about um, why I was the way I was, because i I knew i there was like things that were going on very different, and I didn't understand why I could hear things see things smell things it, it, you know to degrees that others couldn't um know things like quickly, really, really quickly, and I like just met people or just walk into a room and I would already know and have like intense like downloads of information. And, Um, like my body would, um, alert me and signal me in all types of ways that you could consider even kind of like little hairs all over you, you know, that were like extra sensitive and also things inside of you that felt the same way, like little hairs inside of you that are extra sensitive. And so it led me to understanding more... Um because I had been on a like ten and ten like ten to fourteen year, year journey prior to that understanding my eth- ethnicity roots because i'm mixed a mixed native uh of the americas indigenous you know, of the americas and so it, it like pushed me into like discovering more about our ways who we are, what we've been through um because in, until then. I mostly identified as, like, um, Spanish or, you know, Mexican or whatever. People you know, use those colonial terms or, you know, terms of, um, that were forced on us. They're, you know, they do obviously refer to parts of us, but they don't talk about the why or what those things really mean, you know. And so I, I had, a, like, a lot of confusion in, like, even my cultural identity. And um, from, like, 24 to 39, I really kind of got clear on what happened and discovered that we came from a really, um, like, long lineage of what we call shamans these days, Um, as coined by, of course, like, archaeologists. But we don't, we didn't use those words. We don't use shaman as a word, but um i came i came from a very long line of you know what i more kind of identify as sages, were people that just had a lot of wisdom and were the highest high sensitive beings in the tribe the ones that were able to really help humanity survive because we had to be the ones that were the most sensitive we came here to do that job and you know when it first started years and years ago and there were shamans it was to help us locate food and water, and you know how would we know those things? It's to help us stay safe from predators, all that stuff. And then it started to evolve. And then, of course, it was to identify sickness and pain. And then, we, as a as a species or a consciousness, um, started to get more refined, and some of us became specialists. There's bone setters, there's like sucking doctors or shamans and uh, teachers. There's ones that were really work with the mind and et cetera, et cetera. So it led me to some teachers. Um, my, probably my greatest mentor has been Teal Swan, um, who herself is an extra sensory and definitely I would consider someone with like high, high shamanic energy. Um, immense levels of it and I yeah that's kind of what what (laughs) happened
2: that's beautiful thank you for sharing it's beautiful that you were able to move through such a a dark period and kind of find your way to someone that could help you but also to recognize that you are someone that could help you
4: Yeah, yeah, I would say that for sure. And and just to
3: to add to that, it would be like it's more like flow with that part of me because it's like not going anywhere. What we consider like darkness or the shadow.
4: It's
3: more about just like understanding it, you know, giving it a home in a place within us. So I think that's kind of been more like my personal way of being with it and way of being in it and way of being it. So, yeah.
2: Well, I want to ask kind of a question about stigma. I'm not totally sure how to form the question because it feels like it relates more to like a, a Western approach to mental health, and that's around stigma around mental health, because I'm curious about folks' interpretation, because our podcast is so focused on mental health, like why people um, move away from mental health in kind of fear and um, why it's so stigmatized in our society. So I am I guess I'm just curious kind of your take from your perspective, obviously. Um, you can only give us from your perspective, which I appreciate. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like you're feeling about why folks turn away from healing their own mind's experience. Why they
4: turn away from it?
2: Mm. Like why it's stigmatized in society so much?
3: Um, well, currently we're taught to separate ourselves from ourselves as, um, People living in kind of a more and more of like a Western world. So, if you go to that world for healing, the way that they heal or attempt to heal is to separate you from you and to disown, dis, disown, deny, and reject part of yourself. So, that is, I mean, in a nutshell, that's why I believe that. People don't go towards it is because we don't even know to to do that, and the reason we don't even know to that, to do that is is if you're if you were brought up in a Western culture, that's not a teaching. It's not a um, a way of relating to any any illness.
4: You know, it's more of like like a band aid could
3: even be considered a you know, just a temporary fix, right? hmm But no one talks about the, the fact that you're actually healing. The Band-Aid doesn't heal you. The Band-Aid just covers the wound out of sight, out of mind. But you're the one that actually heals underneath that Band-Aid. And so, like, the way that I see things is, why not understand the part of you that's underneath the Band-Aid more fully? So that you don't have to rely on outside, um, outside things outside of you, and right. you can re- rely on who you are uh, intrinsically and and, and and access your own uh, truth, your own empowerment, your your own healing powers. You know,
4: really?
3: even, even when I like, guide people or assist people. I'm not healing them, um, per se. Like, they're healing themselves. I'm just showing them where to go for it within themselves. And then I also show them where they're resistant to it. Because they do still have lots of resistance currently in this time period, in this history. Um, Most people will resist their own power first, their own truth first, their own gifts first. And that's because of the program,
4: the program that comes from the Western world.
2: So what I'm kind of getting is that a lot of folks turn away from their healing out of fear?
3: Um,
4: Or ignorance. Mm -hmm. They are just not enlightened to the
3: truth of themselves. So, and then they, you know, they register anything, outside of what they know as something to be afraid of or push away, which is part of the programming.
2: Yeah, there are definitely a lot of programs at work.
3: Mm -hmm. I mean, and I would say that anything is rooted in either fear or love. Love is to bring something closer and take it in as a part of you. Fear is to push something away from you. So Mm -hmm. if you mean by, like,
4: like... like, bypassing,
3: which is pushing away, then, yeah, that is a fear sponsored um, choice in relation to, like, getting clear and taking in an option, and the option would be to know who you truly are and to become awake, awakened.
2: Expansion and contraction.
3: Yeah, that's all involved. Is that... Help with that question to answer. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I'm just kind of taking it in, um, cool. and trying to figure out how to like relate that in like other terms that could make sense as well. Um, I'm curious about um, anything that you'd like to like or, or that you're working on at the time at this time, projects or anything that you'd like to promote that has hmm. that could benefit anyone listening, um, in terms of healing, if they do want to step into their healing and move towards a path that feels clearer. Sure. um, Yeah.
3: Um, I offer one-on-one guidance or um, guidance with relationships or even like a whole intimate circle or family. Um, Like, let's say one person comes to me but they live in a household of three to five people or something like that and they're wondering why there's so much friction and challenge that they just can't get through and they feel stuck in their life, then I can help to enlighten them on what is actually happening beyond the level of understanding they have because what usually happens is we get into a loop and the loop is trying to figure out and fix something from its current level of understanding and consciousness, which can't be done. So you have to take on your perspective and also, you know, um, see, like, be open to seeing it differently or or to understand, you know, just start to understand more fully what's going on from every angle and from every part of you that is taking in information. so I I do that on a weekly basis, Monday through Friday. I help people to basically, like, any challenge they have, get to the root of it, help them resolve the distress so that they can start making steps to move forward in more of, like, a formulaic way that comes from their own actual um, intelligence. So I'm leading them to their own intelligence and their own gifts and wisdom that are hidden inside their inside of their pain or challenge. The pain and the challenge is a messenger.
2: Completely, it's what if we turn toward that can show us path.
3: Yeah, but it's it's to the degree that you understand that and yourself though. So if you don't have a super high degree of understanding that or yourself, then it can be very confusing. And kind of almost like tra- untranslatable to you, because in reference to what you would make what the challenges mean, it could spindle you into your own trauma once again.
2: Right. Well, it's untranslatable stories, <laughs> like a. Exactly. It's like a different language
3: that you're yeah, trying it's to navigate. Yeah, getting to your blind spot. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. it's Like helping people with their blind spots, and the blind spot is what you don't know that you don't know. Totally. Yeah, that's where. That I sounds have like
2: really. That's really valuable work. I appreciate you, yeah. James. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, we can post either your Instagram name, or if you want to just.
3: Sure. It's Wolf Spirit Love.
2: Wolf yeah. Spirit Love. Got it. Yeah,
3: and then my website's wolfspiritlove.com.
0: Beautiful.
1: Mental health affects us all. If you are feeling suicidal, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. I howl. Teaching guide as a wolf spirit for the consciousness of us all returning to our natural states of existence through the dynamic and availability of creating win-wins with everything in existence as nature itself does so we can seize zero-sum games with one another and all of existence. James Wolf Irade Mendoza Thank you to the city of Detroit, where we record this podcast each week, to Ayla Nario for the use of her beautiful song, and to our listeners who may be struggling with mental health issues. May this podcast serve as a light in what can often be a very dark night. Catch you next time on the Bridge to Branches podcast.